In my line of work, you got to keep repeating things over and over and over again for the truth to sink in, to kind of catapult the propaganda. It's time for the June 10th edition of Weekly Signals Weekly Review, a reality-based message force multiplier of current events compiled from the world's elite newspapers and blogs at NathanCallahan.com and ripped in part from Harper's Magazine at Harper's.org. I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Caspar. And now the news. It's over. It's over, Mike. It's over. It's over. One of the tightest primary seasons in U.S. history officially came to a close when Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton dropped out of the race. Yeah, officially dropped out and declared... You know, talk about middle names. Well... Now, now everybody goes after Hussein. What the heck is a Rodham? <laughs> one of the, obviously, uh, one of the most contentious... Uh, middle names in history. The middle names in history, as well as... Uh, primary battles. Yep. Speaking to supporters in Washington, D.C., Clinton urged support for Senator Barack Obama. A messenger delivered a handwritten note from McCain to Obama's Chicago offices inviting the Democratic presidential nominee to a series of Goldwater-Kennedy-style debates. Is that right? Uh, Bill well, Burton, an aide to Obama, told the messenger, you know, you could have just emailed this. <laughs> did they have a... I'm serious. I he don't said know. That. No, I, he said I, that. Well, I'm this sure he true. did say that, but... I would, I would, I'm wondering if there wasn't a camera crew that followed him over there to document this story. Of course there was. And so that they, they'll use it in their ass. This is called sarcasm, okay. as opposed to what happened, uh, you know, a few minutes ago with your... With my, uh, my inability to drip with sarcasm yes. when I said esteemed president. Uh -huh. I'll be, I'll, I'm working on it. You have I'll to wait. You have to wait a little bit. Wait a beat. Then you say esteemed. esteemed. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, it's reported you go. that the Democratic and Republican conventions this summer in Denver and St. Paul, Minnesota, will be financed overwhelmingly by private money from some of the world's largest corporations. That both, means overwhelmingly both, we're going to get financed. Both conventions, you said. Both conventions. AT&T, XL Energy. There's a bunch of them just lining up yeah. uh, for the promise to access access. Access. Uh, yeah. Access. That, that's, that's the word. That's the word. Access to politicians. Yeah. Private funds will amount to about 80% of the $112 million of the conventions. Whoa. Yeah, 80% mm -hmm. being paid for. So pretty soon it's going to be the Democratic Convention brought to you by yeah. Nike. Yeah. Bra branded. Well, branded conventions. Um, now, I now does that in any way relate to Barack Obama's... Uh, Edict that went out that the uh, the Democratic Party will not be taking PAC money in this election cycle, which is huh? a step in the right direction. They're no longer taking money from political action committees. That that might be. Uh, well, I mean, is somehow. in other words, in other words, my point is is maybe Barack came into this too late in the game to try to clean out some of the corporate money going into the convention. I it was no already idea. a done deal. I I, I'm just no trying idea. to give him credit because I do think he's making an honest effort to try and clean up the process. It's official. Yes. President Bush, Vice President Dick Cheney, and other top government officials promoted the invasion of Iraq with public statements that weren't supported by intelligence. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah, well, duh. Is this, we, I, I do feel like we live in an Alice in Wonderland media landscape. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, we have, you and I, yeah. and we're not the, well, I speak for myself, not the brightest bulb on the Christmas tree, have mm -hmm. been talking about this for seven, six years. It's Christmas? Six, five and a half, six years, been talking about the lack of of working intelligence to that would 
precipitate a war in Iraq. Oh, I thought you were talking about right. IQ. IQ. I'm sorry. You, you're, this Here's means the, intelligence like intelligence data. Oh, that like may, CIA. That's, a, oh. that's a completely different. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so, I mean, so why all of a sudden, because Scott McClellan said so? Yeah. You know, I don't trust Scott McClellan. I think he's, I don't think he's an honest, I, I'm not... There's an agenda I haven't quite figured out yet with him, and I, I'm, I have a feeling that during some kind of House hearing, he'll jump up and say, nah, 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 uh, King's X, I was kidding. These guys are, you know, rock-solid citizens, and they, you know, I don't know. There's something going on with Scott McClellan that I'm not quite on, down with yet, yeah. but he is an important cog in all of this. A cog? Well, in, in terms of getting information. At least he's bringing it to a mainstream audience that may not have been so uh, open to hearing it before. The Bush administration was seeking to permanently keep more than 50 military bases in Iraq. It was also insisting on continuing military campaigns without consultation with the Iraqi government and immunity for American soldiers and contractors. Mm -hmm. uh, the U.S. was holding hostage some... $50 billion of Iraq's money in the Federal Reserve Bank of New York to pressure the Iraqi government into signing the agreement. That's real money, $50 billion. Yeah. A group of Iraqi lawmakers released a letter showing a majority was, would oppose any deal if it lacked a commitment for U.S. withdrawal. As so we got should. a sticking point here. Well, they, they have say. a real sticking This is, <laughs> I think this is, I, I don't know, we'll ask Vincent Bugliosi, but I think this amounts to blackmail. Doesn't this kind of sound like some sort of financial... We call it diplomacy here. We call it diplomacy. Yeah. Iraq was trying to assure Iran it would not be used as a staging ground for a military attack under the long-term agreement with the United States. Iran In other words, they're saying that, yeah. Iran thinks, of course, that the 50 military bases there would, would probably have a lot of air support and, and yeah. missiles that yeah. might be aimed at their country. I would say that they're they absolutely some right. They have some reason to, to, to wonder yeah. about that. Now, I want to. Uh, last week, there was a big to do about uh, uh, McCain saying that Barack's policy of meeting with heads of some of these uh, nations around the world would, by meeting with uh, the president of Iran or North Korea or wherever, it would amount to appeasement. And I think it's important to point out that, uh, and this is something Olbermann pointed out on his show, which was Maliki went to Iran to meet with Aminajad. Yeah. Which amounts to what in in the eyes of a John McCain? That isn't that sound like appeasing appeasement? This is our guy in Iraq. Yeah. Okay. I'm just. Well, oh, that was I'm, old. I'm that was old news, Mike. I, I know. That's I like did. three weeks old. Well, he's been he's been meeting with him before, but I just thought it was important to point. We out. call it gamesmanship. We call it pointing out the obvious. Yeah, senator, not senator, but secretary yeah. of state Condoleezza Rice escalated the Bush administration's anti-Iran rhetoric, accusing its government of pursuing nuclear weapons and calling any dialogue with its, with its leaders pointless, this follows up on your point, mm -hmm. until they suspend the country's enrichment of uranium. Now, what if we were being told this? What if there was some country out there saying to us that any dialogue with us was pointless until we gave up our nuclear enrichment program? Right. Which... Which 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 we know goes towards the development of nuclear weapons, new sophisticated nuclear weapons. With Iran, there is the doubt. I mean, obviously, the IEA has expressed some reservations about them coming clean with all the information. But to date, there's no solid evidence that they are, in fact, using this to build nuclear weapons, that they are using this for domestic energy purposes. So yeah. the, the jury is out on that. 
But the fact is, yes, you're absolutely right to make the point, which is what would what would our reaction be? We're a sovereign nation. We're, we're allowed to do what we want within the, our own borders. Yeah. Within reason. Yeah. And certainly it does seem like this is a, a double standard, to say the least. Seem doesn't belong in there. This is a double, double standard. Yeah, it is a double standard. Uh, the lawyer for Toronto-born Omar Kadar, Lieutenant Commander William Kubler, mm-hmm. said, Kubler said that the Pentagon urged interrogators at Guantanamo Bay to destroy handwritten notes in case they were called to justify about potentially harsh treatment of detainees. In other words, they had to throw away their yeah. scratchings because they might have witnessed torture. They might have yeah. revealed that. You know, the thing about, is it Colonel Kubler? What's his name first? Yeah. He makes... He's great, one of the elves. He makes okay. great yeah. chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. I was just going to mention that. Okay. Thank, thank you. Never mind. The instructions suggest the U.S. deliberately thwarted evidence that could help terrorist suspects defend themselves at trial. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So they can't help, you know, they're... they're yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, there. I mean, yeah, yeah. Obviously, this is just a, a pattern that fits into the. Bush throw away any notes you might take. Throw, throw away all the evidence. Yeah. D- destroy the emails. Destroy everything. Shredder, 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 and and destroy, destroy, destroy. This re- administration wants no actual evidence that it even existed. I'm sure uh, years from now. Well, that would probably be helpful to it their, won't. It won't be their legacy. You know, I was I was trying to be clever. <laughs> I was trying to be clever by half here. So in my notes, my news notes, I decided uh-huh. to print up certain stories, certain types of stories in different colored ink. Yeah. And it, and I can't read some of these. And, and, the, and your the blue. Ink, the, your well, I can see the blue this one. But the, is, yeah, no, it's or just. It, magenta? It, I didn't realize that the cartridge was well, so. Well, the cartridges cost so much. I just go in black anymore. <laughs> well. What's the difference? I've learned my lesson. So there you go. Yeah. I can't read half of my damn notes or. Yeah, this is one I love. The Department of Defense now employs contractors to keep contractors in check in Iraq under a new framework for war industry management solidified last month. So we're outsourcing our oversight. <laughs> this is just, yeah. that is just so unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, the idea, first of all, that it's a contractor anyway yeah. means that we should, within the government, oversee the we, contractor. We should be extra carefully yeah. oversighting, giving oversight to these not, people. Not throwing up to bid something to be... Oversighted, <laughs> over, overseeing, overseeing. Thank yeah. you. I knew we could get through that. Sighting. Yeah. yeah. The private military contractor Blackwater opened a new facility in San Diego, California, just blocks away from the Mexican border. A federal judge ruled Blackwater could open its sixty-one thousand square foot center, despite attempts by San Diego officials to stall the plan. Blackwater was accused of secretly setting up the border facility by applying for city permits under the names of affiliated companies. No. They didn't want to be recognized. Yeah. Oh, I know about Blackwater. Speaking of which... Uh, the, the, Altria, I don't know about that. <laughs> Speaking of which, uh, the uh, Bush administration, the Center for Disease Control, has awarded an $11 million contract to a company headed by former Bush cabinet official Tommy Thompson. Mm-hmm. They are, they are in pla- the uh, company is called Logistics Health and is headed by former... Health and Human Services Secretary Thompson. Oh, yeah. He was previously criticized for largely ignoring the health risk facing ground zero workers. So, yeah. and and now uh, they're giving him the contract mm-hmm. to, uh, to, to essentially monitor the people who were on, at ground zero. Well, he made and them sick, the, so he yeah, has more yeah, experience yeah. with that kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. This it's is brilliant. just, it's just, I mean, this is, I mean, yeah, uh, you know what they say, you can't make this stuff up, but they actually put the guy in charge who put these people at risk. 
Canada's House of Commons. That's Canada's House of Commons passed a motion urging the government to allow U.S. war deserters to stay. The measure, though non-binding, could lead to a reprieve for 40 Americans who have asked for refugee status and about 200 who are just living there who haven't peered out of their front door yet because of fear of being arrested. In Venezuela, President Hugo Chavez announced he's scrapping a controversial intelligence overhaul following widespread criticism from human rights groups. The rules would have apparently forced Venezuelans to spy on each other. Yeah, didn't he say... I'm, well, we do that to, here. To err is human. Didn't he come pretty much say, look, I, we yeah. screwed up. Yeah. Chavez also addressed fractured relations with Colombia, where he said FARC rebels should end their armed campaign against the government and release hostages. Obviously a bad guy. Chavez? I'm just He's a little bit screwy. He is a bit he's screwy. Really I'm screwy. not gonna. I'm not gonna say he's the the you know the be all and end all. Uh, but he does seem to want to bring some sense of economic, uh, fairer economic distribution of wealth to the country, and yeah. does seem intent on raising the level of uh, the standard of living in this country. And and he's upsetting the Bush administration. Yes. So there's three good reasons to like. The, man. the Reverend Miguel Descoto Brockman, the former foreign minister of San- Nicaragua's Sandinista government and a longtime critic of the U.S., was elected president of the United Nations General Assembly. Mm-hmm. And he had some things to say about our wars in yeah, Afghanistan and, and Iraq. I'm, I can't wait till Ronald Reagan gets on TV and says that that uh, in Nicaragua is only two days by car away from uh, yeah. from Texas or somewhere. Well, it's, Remember it's a that? lot. You, Further now for Mr. Reagan. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's a yeah. little bit further. But for those of you not old enough to know, uh, Reagan went on the air to talk about the uh, imminent national yeah. security threat that Nicaragua posed to the United yeah. States by saying that by car you could get from mm-hmm. to Amarillo, Texas gonna, in, in a day this, and a half from Nicaragua or something uh, like that. Yeah, all those filthy, rich Sandinistas are going to hop in their Beamers and drive up here with their, their machine guns. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. In, their, yeah. Uh, in their Hummers, and they were going to be just flying across the desert. Yeah. Senate Republicans blocked a global warming bill that would have required major reductions in greenhouse gases, pushing debate over a major environmental concern to next year for a new U.S. Congress and president, which might actually be good this way. Uh, the uh, Obama's campaign can drill the Republicans, mm-hmm. so to speak, yeah. about not passing this. Yeah. And when he gets in, he'll have probably have a fair amount of support to pass it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Senate debate focused on a bitter disagreement over the expected economic cost of putting a price on carbon dioxide, the leading greenhouse gas. Opponents said it would lead to higher energy costs. This well, gives this. Yeah. yeah, it will. It would and it will. And it, uh, we'll have yeah. them one way or another. We yeah. can either yeah. burn the planet as we have higher energy costs right. or we can try and save a little space here for ourselves. Which brings me to my. Um, one of my topics uh, you will hear a lot more about, which is why Al Gore should be the vice presidential candidate for Barack Obama. Oh, for crying out loud. Um, I'm serious. I am. I know you're going to dismiss me. And I'm not going to dismiss you. Yes, you are. You already no, I'm not. I think Al Gore, if he really, really wants to do something about affecting the environment around the world, to be head of the, to certainly be in a position to affect the worst polluter in the world. He could be Secretary of Interior or something like that, but you don't want him on a political ticket baggage. Oh. He would be baggage. Okay. I don't see it that way, but okay. Yeah. Okay. 
California Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger declared California has fallen officially into drought for the first time since 1991 and suffered its driest spring in 88 years. That would be up there in the Sierras. The snowpack is thin. Dr. Joseph Biederman, a world-renowned Harvard child psychologist who worked whose work has helped fuel an explosion in the use of powerful antipsychotic medicines in children, earned at least $1.6 million in consulting fees from drug makers, but for years did not report these fees. Nice. And he's under investigation uh, by Congress, perhaps in violation of something. Well, I'm sure it is. I was, when you said he was under investigation by, I, I knew you weren't going to say the administration. Yeah. Because they, they don't care. Governments... At a U.N. food crisis summit agreed on a declaration, declaration that the world must take urgent action regarding food. They're saying that uh, the next 10 years we need, 10 to 15 years, we need to double food production. Yeah. Otherwise, the world is going to be in big trouble. Argentina, Venezuela, Cuba said that the Rome summit catered to the world's wealthiest nations by sidestepping key issues like grain-based biofuels yes. advocated by the U.S. Yes. The director of the U.N. Food and Agricultural Organization condemned U.S. subsidies for biofuel, saying that they deprive people of food in order to satisfy a thirst for fuel for vehicles. It, it is absolutely, to me, we've said this before, it's a height of insanity to be feeding, and I think that's the right word to, to use, feeding our cars. Um, We're actually, we have a third of the world going to bed hungry and worse every night, and we are putting food in our cars. Uh-huh. That's insane. Why don't we just feed them, you know, steak and lobster? Honestly. Take them down. Take them down to the... Uh, to Sizzler. <laughs> I was going to say Applebee's, but Sizzler. Yeah, Applebee's yeah, yeah, would be good. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah. So nice. They have a nice... Just grind it right in the tank. They have a great surf and turf down there. In economic news, more than one million homes are in foreclosure. That's the highest ever recorded by the Mortgage Bankers Association. Unemployment unemployment rose half a percentage point to 5.5, the largest one-month increase since 1986. Oil prices surged by more than $11, a barrel to a new high of 138, and the stock market suffered a 3% drop. By the way, that uh, that drop in housing prices <laughs> represents, in, uh, admittedly it's on paper, a $1.7 trillion loss in in, in terms of money. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I guess that would yeah, be, I, yeah. in terms of its effect stupid on the... stupid in terms <laughs> of intelligence. In terms yeah. of the effect on the economy, on, on the yeah. na- the gross national product and all the rest of it. So, that's, yeah. sorry. General in Motors. In terms of money, yes. In General, terms of well, money. Well, people say, you know, I unfortunately, <laughs> network news talking heads don't have me to badger them. No, but well, they, I'm just sitting I, I at home just, I was just stuff. playing the part of a, a network. Yeah, uh, they, they say head. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah they do. And in people terms, go, he's right, you know. You know he's right. He <laughs> said money, and I believe that is what $1.7 trillion is. <laughs> General Motors announced plans to shut down four truck plants as the company shifts to manufacturing less gas-consuming vehicles. Yeah. Demand for trucks and SUVs has plummeted. That's because of gas going up. Every time I'm behind, and I'm just, I'm sorry, it's going to sound horribly sexist. Every time I'm driving behind a Suburban with a 120-pound woman with a Starbucks coffee cup in her hand, I, uh-huh. I want to just, I want to, I want to push it right off the side of the road. I know that's a horrible thing to say, but anybody, it could be a man, one person sitting in a Suburban. What Starbucks have to do with it? I just, I don't know, because there's something about the cell phone, the, 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 the cup of Starbucks, and steering with her legs. I don't know exactly how she's doing this. Driving down the coast highway, mm-hmm. it is 
infuriating to be not and I, ten thousand workers currently work in the four plants scheduled to close, so that's they're going to lose their jobs. Meanwhile, GM is considering dropping the Hummer after it dropped in sales thirty percent last month. Well, good. Uh-huh. I was behind one of those on the way in here today. That's why it took and it was so long. One person in that car. Former Supreme Court Justice Sandra Day O'Connor is uh, into video games now. A new product she's spearheading called Our Courts. Our Courts is, as she describes, an online interactive civic education project for 7th and 8th graders. Only one-third of Americans can name the three branches of government, O'Connor said, but two-thirds can name a judge on American Idol. Yep. Well, good for her. Yeah. You've been you've been taking that up for a long time. Civics. You, you, civics. We've you stopped think, teaching. Think of that as one of the, yeah. the main problems right yeah. now right. with what's going on in the country. But I, I don't know if you're right. I think a lot of people are getting involved now. I think they're I, I think it would be better if it were taught in schools. They should have yeah. not right. dropped that as much as they have. Well there's always an ebb and flow to these things. Yeah, people are disinterested and then become interested when it seems like it really matters, but we should yeah. have an ongoing dialogue about our our, our government and, mm-hmm. and all that. And we don't. David Nevin, fresh off his victory in getting Jeffrey Figer acquitted of all charges in violating campaign finance laws, volunteered to donate his considerable legal skills to represent al-Qaeda member Khalid Sheikh Mohammed in his death sentence trial. But Mohammed doesn't want the help, he says, because Nevin supports the U.S. Constitution. Which he with, doesn't Which Mohammed wrongheadedly says allows for same-sexual marriage and many things are very bad. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> and finally, and finally, Mike, yeah. scientists located the part of the brain responsible for understanding sarcasm. Weekly Signals Weekly Review is broadcast every Tuesday on KUCI 88.9 FM, Irvine, California. To learn more about Weekly Signals or to download the podcast, visit our website at weeklysignals.com and be sure to visit nathancallahan.com for daily readings and feature articles. Until next week, I'm Nathan Callahan. And I'm Mike Kaspar. And this is Weekly Signals.